0: Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Angakuri, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of April 9th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Gray.
1: What's happening, dudes?
0: And Luna.
2: Hey, everyone. Genki.
0: Oh, Genki, indeed. What you guys been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna.
2: Oh, geez. Mine has been like such a hodgepodge lately. So, I went back to Kato Media as she does have a, you know, she dropped that Best Album last year and she had her new tour come out. So, I have been going through her whole discography, especially as Sony actually put most of it up on Apple Music. And I was very excited to see that. However, I opened up all my CDs again, reopened them, and started listening to them from the beginning. Whenever I've had to leave the house, and it's been a treat. I I just love hearing the change from when she first started out with Rose till her m uh, her m best two album and her cover album she released last year. So it's been a amazing listening to her, and it also made me re listen to Shota Shimizu as she oh, does a lot of collaborations.
0: Did you listen to Kato's latest song that just dropped, like, a couple days ago?
2: No, I haven't. It's, I've been building up it's to it.
0: called Kono Yume Ga Sameru Mare. It's actually very interesting because she actually has the Yoshida Brothers, which are, like, the prodigy for the shamisen, you know, the ancient mm-hmm. guitar thing.
2: Yes, yes. I, so it's I, a
0: very interesting style that she decided to choose. <laughs>
2: I'm going to build up to that. That's my plan this weekend because I'm almost up to her newer stuff. I just finished M2 Best and I'm hoping to dive into the newest one soon. So I am very, very excited for that because her, her last single she did last year wing was amazing. I know it was digital only. So I've been looking forward to the new one and went back to crazy boy, but this time I switched it up to one of her newer songs. Oh, which she music and, uh, oz world i don't know why but i really like that track even though it's very sexual <laughs> it's super catchy and i i keep going back to cream and my husband probably hates cream now because i listen to the same five songs over and over every day and i'm sure he's sick of banana and no negative vibes and girl like me <laughs> so in, in kissing part two i'm sure he just like absolutely hates them now i love them and also was going back to mime i love their song headlight it is just amazing and of course our mc and went back to a little bit of some older girls generation and what else it's been such a weird week boa i went back to boa's older stuff like shine we are rock with me number one i just went on this huge boa kick and just dived back into her career and also i went back to koda as i got the fan club edition of her new tour in the mail and i also i think i got the regular edition today i haven't opened that package yet so i've been going back to koda and listening to a lot of her her releases, and also went back to some Ayumi Hamasaki as well. So it's just been a lot of randoms for me. What about you, Gray? What have you been listening to?
1: Not really a whole lot. I've been doing like some research and preparing for something that's going on Sunday, so I haven't had a chance to really listen to too much. Uh, what little bit I have been listening to is I've been going back and listening to a little bit of the Common Rider stuff because Common Rider just celebrated its 50th birthday and they're doing like a whole common Rider thing and I have been listening to this week's MC and that is pretty much about it. Um, that's about all. I've been meaning to ask you about this briefly. What, it, what project are you excited for the most? Uh, the most? I It's hard to choose but I think Shin Common Rider is probably what I'm most hyped for. So for those who don't know, it's
0: Shin Kamen Rider is going to be written and directed by Hideki Yano, And it's going to probably take the same vein as Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman, the latest adaptation of his Shin universe that he's doing. So it'll be very interesting to watch to see how mature he can make this movie as well, or if it's going to have a satire as well.
1: Yeah, and because it's on I was like, "Well, I'm expecting it to be mildly dark because it's Anno. Although I haven't seen Shin Godzilla or Shin Ultraman, but I was telling my wife that I need to go back and watch Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman now. Cause well, Shin Ultraman isn't even
0: out for the internationals as of right now, but Shin Godzilla oh, is. Okay. But the thing is, for Shin Godzilla, you'll need. It's it's a political satire, though, so that that's the whole thing. Because oh, it's a okay. it's a riff on how the the Japanese government handled the nuclear preparations that happened from Fukushima, so got you. And if a something like that ever happened again, how would the government react? Basically, with a kaiju attack. So it's it's a Godzilla film, but in indicate in wrapped with. With political satire, so it's very gotcha. interesting, kind of like how how the Shin Evangelion series is basically
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. a, a a satire in and it of itself. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I I'm excited uh for it because like I know like I've heard a lot of good things about Shin Godzilla. I haven't heard anything about Shin Ultraman, but uh, Shin Godzilla. Well, yeah, because it's, it's not even out yet. It's, it's, it comes out yet, in yeah. July. <laughs> But it sounds exciting, and I am very eager to pick it up, but no, yeah, I, I'm really hyped for Common Rider, and uh, so, yeah, I've just been kind of like, like I said, just diving back in and listening to all the old stuff. I'm very eager to see what Common Rider Black Sun turns into. My but. friend
0: is like rolling in his grave right now when he heard that problem, because <laughs> he loves Black and Black RX. He's like a diehard Black and Black RX fan. So yeah when I heard that there's going to be a, a spiritual sequel
1: I'm like mm, mm, I don't know what that man.
0: <laughs> yeah I,
1: I told my friend I'm like, oh yeah yeah Comator Black's getting the Amazon treatment and he and, and he was like, wait what and I'm like yeah like I don't know if it's gonna be like that extreme or if it's going to be just like a a more faithful just update of the material but we'll see how things shake out but For, from
0: from my point of view they should just continue on and just have a modern day version of that world It's it's yeah. fairly easy to do because black and black rx are so separated what have you been listening to bud wow well, well what haven't i've been listening to to be honest i've been listening to a huge hodgepodge of things i went back to the charm park and listened to his admo Medora soundtrack. I've been listening to Neighbors Complaint with their song Moonlight, which is really, really good. I highly recommend if you listen to that. I listened to Sputnik, a lovely song by Alina Saito, which is fan freaking fantastic. I know that Luna really, really liked this song as well.
2: Yes, it's amazing. I highly recommend that as well.
0: And then I've been on a huge Tokimeki Records kick as of lately. If you don't know who they are, they do a revamp of old traditional '80s style songs into the modern day. So, which is really good because I've been really liking that. They did a revamp of Mayonaka Door Stay with Me, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time back in the '80s. So, I've been loving that a whole lot. So. And besides that, I've been listening to Techno Syndrome, if you guys know what that song is. Any guesses what that song is? No, I can't think of anything. It's a soundtrack song off a very famous movie that is pro- is going to come out at the end of the month. That's my Mortal biggest Kombat. hit. Yes, Mortal it's, Kombat. The Mortal Co- it's the Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> That's the actual name of the song. It's called Techno Syndrome.
2: I... I probably nice. forgot the name because we talked so you're gonna laugh we watched me and my husband and his friend watch this a couple weeks ago we watched Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation and we nice. were talking about the song and how that everyone calls it the Mortal Kombat song and not by its actual name. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's an, uh, the actual name of the song is Techno Syndrome. It's not, but it, it's in quotations. Mortal Kombat song. <laughs> actually, what's really funny is HBO just released their version of the Techno Syndrome song that is going to be used in the in the movie. So I was like, <sighs> I woke up up to that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day for all the Techno Syndrome fans and all the people that love to play laser tag in 2021 with that I-, I wanted to at least talk about one piece of news before before we go on to our topic here and i guess this can go into another piece of news later on for next week but there is a member of the lovely heisei jump that unfortunately s- said that he is going to be departing from the group his name is keita okamoto and what's is interesting he hasn't been in the group since we been doing the podcast for the most part he left back in 2008 to go study abroad for his acting career so after he graduated last year he decided to be like yeah I'm gonna be an actor now I'm gonna leave Say Jump which kinda sucks because I mean you, you always hate to lose a member but it's very interesting that Say Jump is going to still continue as, a, as the group as they are now so
2: I'm surprised as well, and I did not realize he was gone for that long, to be honest, from the group. I, I don't know why I didn't realize that. I know he'd been missing for a while, but I didn't realize it was that long.
1: Yeah, no, I was I, in the same boat as Lona. I had no idea that he'd been gone that long, so, I mean, I guess this news is kind of a long time coming.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of other people were waiting for the fact that he's going to come back, but it is what it is kind of thing.
1: Yeah, uh, certainly wish him the best of luck, and, uh, Hopefully yep. he, he uh has a really fruitful acting career.
0: I mean he studied he studied abroad in New York of all places, so I wouldn't mind seeing him in a feature film soon enough.
2: Oh, oh I agree. Yeah, I wish him the yeah, best of luck be cool. and look forward to his future endeavors.
0: Yes, that's what I'm sure. But with that, let's continue on to this week's topic here and we kinda picked a very interesting one, I think, as We've seen several trends in the industry kind of rise up, such as, you know, like, the girl with the guitar and, like, the digital creator kind of trend kind of rise up. So I kind of pitched this question to you guys and for me as well. If you could pitch one market that would make a new market or a returning niche market, what would it be? And what kind of artists would you want to see? And things like that. So... Let's start with you, Luna, because I think it'll be very interesting to hear your take first.
2: So, mine was more of the reminiscence factor, and I would love to see this trend come back. And I will say this, occasionally I feel like we used to see it rise, and in a way it's developed over time, but it is the return of Eurobeat, and, I mean, it was really big when I got into J-pop and, and it was big in general even even here in the States back in, you know, like the 2000s. I would say probably most of the – a good chunk of the 2000s I feel like was very Eurobeat heavy and even into the late 90s as well. And, and I'm going to be specific on my Eurobeat. I'm going to keep it to – Groups And I'm going to say female groups around three to seven members. And I'm just going to deviate just do that because I mean, you can go way into I'm being very specific because Eurobeat can cover more than just that. However, I would like to see three to seven member female groups take their hand at Eurobeat again. I feel like that was a very dominant industry for a lot of girl groups back then, such as Dream, Max, Speed, Hinoi Team, Move. You know, one just to name a few. And these are ones that influenced me. And I feel like now all we have are mega idol groups, which occasionally take their hand at it, like, morning Masume does something somewhat similar it just doesn't work you know but i would like to see more of the smaller groups bring something like this back and i do feel i mean i do feel like eurobeat could come back especially if the club scene gets back up and going again and i feel like Avic still pushes it like they still play the old eurobeat stuff you see covers of the old like songs by these groups still And I would like to see newer groups or them either create a new group or have an older, you know, bring one of these groups back, which is not likely. But it's something I would personally like to see, especially push that, you know, members to both be able to do vocals and the dancing with that Eurobeat. And I know that's something hard to do, but I do feel like that it could be done. But, and I'm going to bring this up because I, also, is there is, I, I would say today there is something like Eurobeat, but in my opinion, it just it isn't the same. But yeah, no,
0: because uh, the the thing is, I, <sighs> we we've seen Eurobeat come back in every so often. But the thing is, it's it's running into the middle of what the evolution. It's the pre-evolution of EDM, I would think and and the club scene of what that is and I, even if the club scene came back i don't know if the the it would would help it, it would have to be full force the europe side <laughs> has to be doing that because that's the style of club music that they were playing during that time and i don't know if our for us western style is going to come back but I, I could see Japan shifting back to it. It's it's very interesting that you s- specifically do that. Would you want the girls mostly to sing these songs, or do you guys would you want them to dance mostly? What what specifically? What would you want in I would in like, this?
2: So I kind of want it even because I would like them to show off that yes they can sing, but I also think they. I would say I think they should at least have two to three strong vocalists. And then I would say two or three strong dancers. Not everyone has to be super strong at each, but they need to at least have two that are strong. And I mean, two could be strong at just vocals, two could be just strong at dancing. But I think they need to have that going for them. And I feel like back then a lot of those groups did do that. You know, they had their more strong vocalists or their more strong dancers or they had ones that could do it all but that is something i think would be an asset to that and i also think they should mix it up with each song not just have one that strong vocals not just one that concentrates in the dancing but i i mean i think they could easily mix it up have some that are more beat heavy with the dancing some that are more vocal heavy and still have those beats in there but i would like it even let's put it that way because i feel like sometimes groups would have more of one than the other and i always like that evenness about it
0: now, it's like the, also the thing is like because when i think of europe i think of the the very old style and how how the japanese music industry really treated the female artists and it isn't good let's just say that much and i have the the, the, the bad feeling that that trend is going to continue there That that's my only thing but that's just me <laughs> I, I think it'd be really good especially because of the rise of the the high BPM studio YouTube channel which is owned by AVEX and plays plays Eurobeat 24-7 it makes me want to see artists do that again and I would like to see female artists do that that very much so so it'd be very interesting to see that again
2: yeah and i i would say one i think fakie could pull it off i would love to see them do a eurobeat song even if it's a cover of a famous one i would love to see them take that on
1: do you do you think they could mix it up uh i know like you've been talking about like girl groups and stuff like that could you see maybe doing like a like a boy edm group i would say the pump is technically that
2: yeah 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 and I, and I mean, like, EDM is still somewhat... I mean, today it's still very popular. I mean, I could see the Pump doing Eurobeat, and back in the day, they did pretty much do that, to be honest. They had yeah. a lot of that dance music. They did do a lot of Eurobeat stuff. So, I mean, I could see them going back to that style, and in a way, they've you know they just transformed with the time and switched to... Like Ken said, you know, Eurobeat's more the pre-evolution EDM. So, in a way, the Pump already transformed i'll say that
0: let's just say this much they were the mediary step too f- from that from Eurobeat to the e- edm style for japan i would think but this yeah. is just me spit spitballing at that point but like if i were to do a full course on Eurobeat, so to speak i the pump would be in that conversation because of just how influential the pump and move i would say would be in that that conversation
1: that like usually like when we talk about like edm groups and stuff like that you know group like like faking and stuff it does seem like it's it tends to be like a female idol group and that's why i was throwing out like maybe doing like a um, all-boy group uh which i had forgotten that you know that was like the foundation of the pump it's just not a popular genre that i think men typically tackle so because i mean outside of the pump could you guys name anybody else uh, ldh anyone in ldh yeah. could probably
0: handle that style even if they do a throwback they could just do a throwback 80s 80s 90s throwback and it'd be right up their alley that, yeah that's the thing i would think you would just handle have ldh handle this and just give it Hell to yeah. them because i think that that would be make them into the the mainstream a little bit more
2: yeah i, I agree because i could see them easily do it especially with dj taku has done i mean he he does a lot of that. You know, any of the DJs like that anyway. And M-Flow, I could easily see doing a throwback to Eurobeat. Especially since they've done EDM and they do EDM. They could easily go back and do eurobeat same with a lot of the groups like exile and all of them they could easily put something together and have exile some of the exile groups do it
0: yeah like if if i was if i was given your your thing of oh yeah let's make a re- reintroduction for eurobeat i would just give it to LDH to have like one of the younger groups handle it because i think having the younger generation groups handle that would be not only interesting to see what they could pull off but it'll be also kind of reintroduction for that younger generation and it will pull older generations to the eyes of the younger generation as well so to check out more of that discography so it would be all wins all around in my opinion
2: yeah i i completely agree and speaking of ldh like they dream was under them at one time and a lot mm-hmm. of those members i mean they originally it was dream was eurobeat they did a lot of Eurobeat yep. stuff i have some of their albums you know i i mean if L- i would love to see ldh they could possibly maybe get some of them to come back but they also have flower and i would love to see flower conquer eurobeat
0: mm-hmm. but yeah that seems like a good transition into your your topic here. What genre or what niche would you like to reintroduce to the masses, or introduce to the masses? There, great. Uh,
1: yeah, so I I went with a style that is not really uh, known in Japan uh, and really talked about as far as like a Japanese style goes. But it's just, it is a genre that is near and dear to my heart, and I really think uh, Japan could do some interesting stuff with it and uh that is like a jazz funk fusion bands uh such as bradio and ali like i would just love to see like that become like a real big thing like it's not really something that the west pretty much does anymore like you can still find like small you know local jazz bands and stuff like that but you know you're not going to turn on you know the top 100 hits and hear a jazz song like this is not something that's going to happen in in the west anytime in the near future and so like it seems like it feels like for me personally like it's really caused like a stagnation in jazz because you just don't really hear that many people experimenting with it now maybe if you go more in the jazz scene maybe you do hear some more experimental stuff but you know something like lost in paradise like Ollie's lost in paradise i I really, really like because that really brings like an older jazz feel to it, but they really throw in some modern little uh sprinkles there, and you know they do like the the rap portion and everything and it just it really gives the song this nice like updated jazz feel, and I really think like they could take it places and you have artists like kenshi yunezu and you know like some of his songs like he's really experimenting with what 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 is jazz and what what defines jazz as the genre and so i i really think like you know there's like there are opportunity to really take like the ball that is jazz and run with it and kind of adapt it and really make it their own like you could have like the japanese style of jazz and really give it like its own flair give it an eastern flair to it and really make it its own genre I, I really think there is the window there there's just someone who needs to climb out and take it and so i i would really like to see what they could do with it what 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 Japan like you know talented artists could do, and that that's what I would love to see come back or or grow up at so to speak as jazz or yeah jazz slash funk. But yeah,
0: so I gotta say, what what artists would you want to see besides Brady and Ali? Would you want to see
1: tackle this? Like uh you know you have artists like Mama rumiano who did Last Dance, which uh was a swing song, which is a subgenre of jazz. And I, I think he's very adaptable. I think he 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 could do it if he really wanted to. But I I understand mm. he's more into I, like I the accuracy. Say, scene. Well, not acting, voice acting at this <laughs> point. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think who, who would be good? And I know this is not a genre that she is known for by any means. She's a pop singer. She's you know very very well established pop singer but i i really feel like uh utada hikaru has a really good voice i think she could do jazz really well i think she'd be an excellent jazz singer if she really really wanted to be like she has the voice she has the pipes and her style interestingly enough as much as i've griped about her style in the past i think it would work really well for jazz um, because jazz kind of plays a little bit with you know time signatures and you know they'll have unconventional like times time signatures throughout the song and that i think that like that would really emphasize her her modern utada singing style uh where she just like kind of like she'll like sing really fast take a break and then sing really fast and take a break and then she'll slow it down and stuff uh like i it, it does feel like she's kind of doing like um A jazz-like style of singing to pop, Mm. and 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 Mm. I think that might be why I've had a hard time digging her new stuff. And I think if she had like more of a traditional jazz accompaniment uh, to her to her work, I think it would be vastly better. I really do. I, I think, like I said, she's got the chops. She's got the voice. I really think she could pull it off. And everything that I've heard from her says she could do it easily. And so, I I think, like, if she were to do, like, jazz, like, stop doing pop and transition to jazz, I think she'd blow it up, you know? Like, I, I genuinely do. I think she, she'd really be able to knock it out of the park.
0: You know, the, what's one artist that I haven't really heard you talk about, even though I, I've i kind of talked about them in the past, I'm
1: surprised that you haven't listened to Soul Flex. Because- you, you have... Recommended them to me, and I have not gotten around to listen to them. If I because I
0: really think that just a little bit of that style is there, and having that, uh, the thing is, you're going to have to accept that a little bit of the R and B style is going to be in there. Will you accept that, or do you want that more exciting style? Because I know that's a
1: little bit different from I mean how I hear Ali. infuses r&b in, into their into their style so i and i, I like ollie a lot so uh I, I mean it shouldn't bother me and as we've done the course of the show i, I mean i i tend to like r&b i like ni- like that 90s r&b uh not not so much modern r&b so uh but i've really developed a taste for it over the the time that we've we've done it and you know we've covered r&b artists so so, I, I think I, I would enjoy it. I've, like I said, I've been meaning to check out Soulflex. I know you've recommended them to me a couple of times. And I just, like I said, I just have not gotten around to it. Uh, I think you even shared an, a, a song with me one time, and and I meant to listen to it and totally forgot. So, I'm sorry. I'm, yes, I'm
0: bad it. Makes, it makes me really <laughs> hurt inside that, you know. I'm This bad is, this friend. I'm so sorry. I, this, is, this is why I don't recommend music to you, because <laughs> don't answer back. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really, I i don't consider this and Ali in the same vein, though. Ali's, yeah. like, the thing is with Ali, because they have a much more higher, uppity, energetic style. And you can agree with that, right, Luna?
2: Yes, they do.
0: And I know I've shared Slow Flex for Your Mind with you before. Yes.
2: Yes, they're good.
0: But the thing is, it's two different styles, right?
2: Oh, yes, it is. It <laughs> definitely is. Because Ali is de- more like, I'm trying to. It is more of a swingy, upbeat type of thing. Soulflex yeah. is more of that chiller, like jazz-infused R and B, and it, so it flows like really jazz? well.
0: Kinda, yeah. Specifically yeah. with "Free Your Mind," I would, I would really yeah. put that pin on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because sometimes, like when I'm hanging out with my wife, who isn't really into j-pop and you know i try not to drown her in j-pop all the time so i try to mix things up and she's she's not really into music the same way i am and so she doesn't really care what i put on and so I'm, I'm always kind of stuck with what to what to put on and so one of the things that i usually do sometimes is like when we're hanging out and talking and and stuff like sometimes i'll put on uh smooth jazz just so it's like background music and stuff and and usually she complains about it being elevator music, but it doesn't bother her that much. And so we, we kind of just enjoy it. And, uh, so hmm. I have been doing that a lot lately. And so, um, you know, if, if, um, soulflex is a more of a smoother jazz thing, I should probably still enjoy it quite a lot.
0: And then you mentioned the female side for one. What about the male side? Would you introduce another, what artist would you introduce for that for the male side?
1: um yeah i i didn't mention mama rumiano but um a, another a spe- one spe- i
0: uh, spe- particularly a, just
1: vocalist. not yeah um i honestly and i, I know he this, this artist isn't also a solo vocalist but i think he could do it and he could do it well and that would be uh, masaki suda like Mm-hmm. He's got really uh, good chops. Is there
0: another artist that is specifically a vocalist? <laughs>
1: specifically a vocalist. Uh, no. uh, at yeah. a- Kiyoshi Kawa, I-, I think might would might would make a really. A good... That'd be a very interesting
0: genre change. Come <laughs> to think of it. Yeah, I wouldn't but, personally want to hear that, but uh, it's very interesting regardless. <laughs> I, I, was
1: try- I was trying to think of a male vocalist that I like that's just, that, like, that's all they do is 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 um, m- I music that's not a part of a I've group. Pers- I, I'm surprised
0: you never mentioned him. I personally think that syrup would fit right well oh. into that as well.
1: Yeah. I forgot, I you're right, so syrup, syrup, i, I It did not dawn on me for syrup. His vocals,
2: his style would fit very well. Would you? I mean, mean, he is. I mean, his style is kind
0: of cheat. It it is kind of cheating because he is one of the three singers in Soulflex. But as a as a artist,
1: I think that he can transition into that very very well. Yeah. Well, well, like like his natural style. I mean, it's it's rubbing that that edge. You know, like like it's almost there. It's just not quite. Hmm. So, so I yeah, he could easily just transition into it. So I, I could totally see that. I, I'm sorry, I did not even think of syrup. That did not cross my mind. Thank you. But yeah, syrup would be good. That would be a good a good pick. Yeah, I I think he would be fantastic. And yeah, I'm still trying so to think of the? Kiyoshi Akawa doing jazz That'd be, That would be interesting. It's such
0: a, it's such an interesting. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's really out of left field there. <laughs> But for for me, I guess it will continue on to mine. So I would like to see a rise of the blend of City Pop and Reggae. And one of the reasons why I would kind of pitch that is, you know, we hear... I I think these types of genres would really benefit off of each other. City Pop has made a huge resurgence in the last 5 to 10 years again. And I think pairing it with a genre that hasn't really gotten much recognition as of late would really prop it up to sing to speak i think natsu summer from what she has done and has really taught us is a great vocalist to kind of lead that charge so to speak and i think that having both of those genres kind of lift off of each other would really help especially because i know japanese the Japanese music industry kind of likes reggae to a point, but I think just blending it with a little bit much more of a popular style would help it a hell of a lot more.
2: Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I know for, you picked Natsu Summer as a, and she's she's a female vocalist, of course. Is there a male vocalist you think would, would be a good blend of city pop and reggae as well?
0: Just male vocalist in and of itself or just a male leading vocalist? If someone because- specifically
2: it could go either way who do you think would be able to blend city pop and reggae i mean they could already be in one of those genres already and it could just personally i
0: think kirinji kirinji is a perfect they could probably do it very very well because of the fact that they already kind of mastered their craft with city pop and then they are experimenting every so often so i think them kind of maybe doing a track that is lending reggae style could really prop it up so to speak
2: And could you think of any reggae artists that you would like to see blend city pop with their music?
0: It would be very interesting because Hirai Dai has already kind of faded away from the reggae style. But when he first started, he was more reggae, Hawaiian music style, music kind of artist. But since he propped away from that as of late, I would kind of like to see him go into city pop. It would be very interesting, especially for a vocalist of his stature, to go into city pop a little bit more. Because we've been kind of hearing that every so often, but I'm not too yes, sure. Yes,
2: we have, and it would be very interesting to see him dive into that. He has great vocals, and it'd be neat to see how that style would mix up.
1: I'm curious to see. Is there a collaboration uh, that you would like to see uh, between like a reggae artist and a city pop artist? I would.
0: I would put "Here I Die" in one of those, or I would put Natsu Summer have Natsu Summer team up with either. Awesome City Club. I think Awesome City Club is a prop-up bet that you could have for the next generation, because especially with everyone's years listening to Wasudena and really liking that, I think having another vocalist, especially with it, a little bit of a island flair, so to speak, would be very interesting to hear. So, and I'm pretty sure every everyone's eyes is going to be on Awesome City Club's next song because of how well Wasudena did. So, it'll be very interesting as of right now. Like, if I had to take prop bets right now, too, like, this is not going with our topic here. Like, for 2021, Awesome City Club is probably going to be one of the top artists as of right now if they can continue the trend that they are doing. So... Even with that, so I think kind of going out out of their comfort zone and kind of doing a collab, so to speak, would help them in the long run.
2: I think so as well. That would actually be a very interesting, you, you know, to see a collaboration like that. And also following Awesome City Club this year will be, I'm actually excited about that just to see how they'll do and will they where they will end up at the end of the year.
0: Also, if I had to pick someone to do a total genre change, it would be very interesting to hear Shea Summer or Ghost Like Girlfriend kind of handle that. Ghost Like Girlfriend has been mostly doing city pop and R&B as of late, so I'd like to at least have him tackle a little bit more of a a layback, well not back in R&B sense, but layback in the reggae style sense. Of genres, so it'll be very interesting to kind of hear his way. And I think she is Summer is a phenomenal vocalist. So I think if I had to pick two people that are totally different genres and pluck them into this, I think that's a breadwinner right there.
2: She is Summer would be a really interesting pick.
0: Yeah, that would be a very. I'd interesting like to see pick. that actually. All right, with that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And Luna, you have. The rains this week. So why don't you introduce your artist?
2: Alright, so... I picked Vondi. He is a singer, songwriter, and producer... Who got a start in 2019... By posting his music on YouTube. His first single, Tokyo Flash... Garnished tons of music acclaim... On social media within the first... Mo- the first Two months of its release. And then his... Follow-up single, Fuka... Yoku Also hit hit a ton of views and just pushed him right out in front so the really cool thing about Vondi is he not only creates his own music he actually directs all the visuals for his work such as the music videos and artwork so i think it's actually very unique that he has such a connection to everything and he's so involved in not just music but everything it goes into creating that as well and he has a very unique music style, and I feel like he's very good about going beyond the boundaries of genres due to his vocals and his lyrics captivate the listeners, and he can really, with his vocal style, he can easily pull into different genres and make it work for him. So his, a couple of the songs that I personally loved was his debut single, Tokyo Flash, just captured me with its smooth vocals, and it just flows with the use of the jazzy piano chords, the beat of the drums, and the guitar riff just all combined to make the perfect track. And it's just another reason why I am not surprised it hit over a million views in the first couple months of its release. I mean, it's Tokyo Flash is amazing. And another big one that I just fell in love with immediately was Sora Mimi. I absolutely love the opening keyboard. It just catches you on it. And it goes right into Vondi just showcasing his rap skills. And then it just flows right into the vocals. And he does this back and forth between the rap and vocals in Soda Mimi. And I just love the composition because it flows so well with with what he's doing. And just the unique composition, like that composition, it's unique in itself. And I just really love that aspect of it and his latest single and i'm gonna say solo single yukai sync is amazing he slows it down and it's a mid-tempo a very mellow track but i absolutely love the use of the piano mixed in and you really hear his vocals come out automatically in yukai sync And I'm glad he picked a slower track for that, too, because you really get pulled into it and just blown away by it. So, um, and there's so many other songs of his I personally love because his Strobo album is just fantastic. So he currently only has one studio album, Strobo. He has eight digital singles, his latest being UK Sync, and and a collaboration song with Imer called Chiyuki just released on youtube and will be included in, on imer's newest album coming out while Perkus, which i have trouble saying but you can check out vondi's official website twitter instagram youtube and the music video for yukai sync on our site i am i know ken you're already familiar with vondi as it's actually thanks to you that i dive back into him um so gray let's start with you what did you think of him since this was your first listen
1: yeah no uh i had seen von it was a name that i was mildly familiar with that i hadn't had an opportunity to check out his music and i'm really glad you picked him i wound up really digging him i felt like his uh, strobe album was really good i i really wound up liking the majority of the tracks on that album you know stuff like tokyo flash is a fantastic song uh, kaiju no Han- Hanauta is really really good uh life hack was wound up being like one of my absolute favorites and so like the whole album as a whole just winds up being like really solid uh his latest single yukai sync is pretty good um and the the last track on uh, strobe is bye bye me and that is a wonderful out uh track as well so I wound up really, really digging him and thought he he has just a wonderful vocals, uh, great compositions that he works with. He does a little bit more of a laid back, but it's not boring. It is very just interesting the way that he tackles songs. And I, I did. I wound up really digging him for the most part. I thought he was a wonderful pick.
2: And Ken, did you have anything to to add to uh, Vondi? Like what were your thoughts re-listening to him, especially some of the newer tracks?
0: So yeah, listening to a couple of his newer tracks have been an absolute treat. Case in point, I really did like Yukai Sync as well. I did like but I'm more familiar with Life Hack and Kaijuno, no Hanauta. Those were my really big jams right there. Tokyo Flash is also really good. But kind of going back to him. It's been a really good treat because he's been an artist that I've been keeping in the back of my mind for a while now. And we've talked about this a little bit earlier about when the year and the era change. What are the couple of the artists that are going to be on the rise? And I think for the male side, specifically for male vocalists, I think Vondi is going to be one of the forerunners for that early rise in the Reiwa era for the music industry and i think this kind of style has been really really great and i can't wait for more
2: i'm um, i'm so glad to hear that both of you really enjoyed vondi he has been a great listen and i agree with you ken i think he's one to look out for in the future for the reiwa era
0: yeah no i like i honestly think like once I don't know how long this, this is going to be, but looking back on the Reiwa era as a whole, it'll be very interesting to see how the music genre kind of evolved from the Heisei era, and especially from Heisei to Showa, it was very interesting to watch. So it's
1: overall, I, I can't wait to see what's in store for Bondi.
2: Same, same.
1: Yeah no, uh, thank you Luna. I'm so I'm really glad you picked him, and I, I agree with Ken. I think he's going to be uh, a pillar in the music industry going forward, and uh, I can't wait to see what he does next.
2: Oh, awesome! I'm really glad you enjoyed him, Grace. So I was a little bit worried. I, I didn't know it was gonna. It was either going to be hit or miss, and I'm glad it hit.
1: Yeah yeah no, I I, I and I like it when. I like it when they hit too, because um, you know I'd, I'd rather like a group than hate them. So, uh, yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon this weekend. <laughs> uh, this is a very interesting week, right?
2: Super interesting.
0: It's a week. It's a week. It's a week. It's a week. But with that, let's continue on to number 10. It is Dynamite by BTS. P- possibly the last week we'll see it. I said that a couple weeks ago and it just propped up again out of nowhere. So we shall see. But this week it sold a lovely 26,780 points. yet. And going on up to number 9, it is Wasudena by Awesome City Club. Nothing more we can say. Their resurgence from this track alone has been amazing. So, congratulations to Satsune Club. This week it sold a lovely 27,835 points. Going on up to number eight, it is Yodunika Kiru. I'll probably stay on here for a couple more weeks. I can guarantee that. And this week it sold a lovely 29,293 points. And going on up to number seven is Dry Flower by Yudi. Once again, it's always good to see Udi again. So this week it sold a lovely twenty-nine thousand three hundred and thirty-two points. And going on uh, to number six, it is Uwase by Aldo. This will probably be the last time we'll see it for a little bit because of the fact that the anime that Uwase is attached to is going out. So it's been a nice couple weeks here for Uwase. So congratulations to Aldo for that. This week it's sold a lovely 29,569 points. And going on up to number 5, it is Minamikaze by the lovely renaissance of the Inca era himself, Hikawa Kiyoshi. So, what do you guys think of Minamikaze? Let's start with you, Gray.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Minamikaze is really, really good. I think this is a good return to form for Kiyoshi Kawa. It just is a really wonderful song. It's got a great melody to it. Very wonderful Inca-style song. He's been kind of drifting away from that a bit. Uh, And this song is really a return to form in a lot of ways. And I think it's a wonderful song. And i think it's probably one of his better tracks in a while and i i really loved it i thought it was in my personal opinion it's my song of the week uh it's just really well done his vocals are spectacular in this and i i think it is is just something that really is worth listening to
2: i i think Gray said it perfectly minami kaze by hikawa kiyoshi was it was it was great it was very refreshing to see him on the charts just because he's really the only enka singer we mainly see and also it's just nice to see a track like minami kaze and it reminds me of how much i do enjoy hikawa kiyoshi i mean he has fantastic vocals and the track and Minami Kaze itself is a great composition, and it's memorable, especially seeing what's all on here because it stands out. So, I'm very, very glad to see him doing well.
0: So yeah, like like what you guys were saying earlier, I'm very happy that he returned to form, so to speak, because he has been drifting away. But around this time, he always usually does an Inca song, so I'm not really surprised that we saw him on the charts again. So. I'm very glad. Regardless, Minami Kaze has been really good, and I-, I miss that about him. To be honest, I don't like the modern style that he's taking, but that's just a personal gripe. With that, Minami Kaze sold a lovely twenty-nine thousand seven hundred and fifty-six points, and going on up to breaking down the Japanese version, which is produced by the lovely singer Hyde, that is sung by the Korean vocalist Jong. Now, what did you guys think about this track with So Yeah,
1: no, it was a very interesting track. I thought it was definitely, it's interesting. The composition done by Hyde is really, really well done. And um, the the really interesting thing about this is J. John really chooses a different style to sing the song. It's a little different than what you would traditionally hear and i think it depends on how you like his vocals is depending on whether or not how much you're gonna enjoy this song and i i, I kind of i thought it was okay i was not in love with this song but i i didn't find it entirely off-putting but, but so i just i was just kind of like in the middle on it uh and i i really think like the composition by hyde was really the the thing that really pulled the song up for me from being like uh, okay to being pretty solid overall, uh, but uh, I, I'd still say I'm pretty lukewarm on it. What about you, Luna?
2: So Breaking Dawn was very unique. I will say this though: I, as soon as I heard it, I knew it was produced by Hyde just because of the composition, and Hyde always has a very unique way with his music. And I think Jay Jung did a very good job of showcasing that, how he used his vocals. And I've, I've listened to some of his other music in the past, so this is a little bit jarring for me, hearing him sing, you sing the way he did, but I like that he showed, Jae Jung showed a little something different with Breaking Dawn, and it also matched very well with the track Hyde produced, and I'm pretty sure that's how it was meant to be. It wasn't my favorite, but I love the uniqueness of it because it made it the mo- one of the most memorable on the Oricon due to how Jae Jung sung and portrayed Breaking Dawn. So, it, it was his... And that, just that unique way he did his pronunciations and he sang Breaking Dawn really does make you remember this track. And the composition, of course, because I love Hyde, so... And, uh, Ken, what did you think of Breaking Dawn?
0: So, I mean, Breaking Dawn was a very interesting style. I like what you guys were saying earlier. As soon as I heard the composition, I knew Hyde's fingerprints was all over this song. And the vocal style that Ji Jun decided to sing in was very unique, to say the least. Personally, I'm not a fan, but... It could be just how I take his vocal range but it it was all right i think the composition did really really prop it up prop it up a lot better than what i think it needed to have been but it was all right i'm not gonna kick it out of kick it out of bed for snacks so to speak but it wasn't doing anything for me personally if that makes any sense
2: Yes, it does. I, I know how you feel. I like that he did something unique, but it's still not my thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what you need, because, you know, this is his fourth Japanese single, so he needed to kind of shake things up to from what he usually does.
2: Agreed. And I'm glad he did that, and I feel like working with Hyde was a very good thing for him, because it brought out a different side that normally you wouldn't see.
0: Yeah, that's, that's for darn sure. Regardless, Breaking Dawn sold a lovely 39,588 points. And going on up to number three, it is Film Out by BTS. I believe we're kind of split on this. So how do you guys feel about this? Let's start with you, Gray.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's another song I'm kind of lukewarm on. I... I don't think this is a bad song. In fact, I think it's pretty good. Uh, But honestly, I feel like BTS has better songs. And I never thought I'd utter that phrase, but it is true. Like, it's a nice, slow song. And I see what they're going for there. But I don't think the composition quite does the job that it needs to do for the song. And it it just kind of feels like it's missing uh, a little something. And so it kind of comes across to me as a little hollow. And I, I just, I feel like if they threw in like a couple, like one or two more instruments into the composition, I really think the song would have shined and been really special. But as it is, it's okay. It's not terribly bad, but like I said, it, to me, it's just not really good. Like it, it needs just a little extra something to to get it. But all in all, I, I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on it. What about you, Luna?
2: So, I really enjoyed Film Out. I thought it was a great way to, I would say, almost follow up Dynamite, because Dynamite was such a big hit for them, and it's really hard to follow up that track, but I think Film Out does a great way of showcasing their ballad skills, as always, because BTS does have very powerful vocals, and Film Out shows that. And I actually liked the composition. I thought it flowed pretty nicely. I will say it isn't my favorite ballad track BTS has done. It would probably be Light or Your Eyes Tell. I think those are stronger ballads. However, as a single, I mean, I think Film Out was solid. And I enjoyed it greatly. I, I'm i looking forward when BTS, I always look forward when BTS does tracks like Film Out because it showcases their talent and their vocal skills and it's always a nice treat hearing that too ken what did you think on film out
0: so i think it was very interesting like you said luna that they needed kind of to have this style of song out right after dynamite for for international sakes and i think that it does its job and i'm like with you gray i think they have a little bit much more better ballads but it's still solid but I think overall I think they have a lot more better ballad songs than this but this is the kind of song that I do want from them because I'm not into the whole pop and lock stuff and I think that for me and I've, I've said this the last two times that they released ballads if you give me a ballad song I'm going to eat it up and th- Case in point from Film Out was this. But regardless, I know we're probably going to see this for a couple more weeks. So we'll get to talk a little bit more about it eventually. But this week, Film Out, they Lovely, 39,783 points. And then continuing on up to number two, it is going to be Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei by Sobi. So I know we listened to kaibutsu a couple weeks ago but how did you guys feel about uh yasashi let's start with you gray
1: yeah uh of all the songs that we're going to talk about today i think this is the hardest one for me personally because i I just don't know how i feel about this song uh yasashi i do like a bit more than kaibutsu i think this is a bit more in line with uh, the tip of typical Yasobi that I do enjoy, and I think they play a lot more to their strengths. And I do think that this is a lot more in their wheelhouse. But I don't know. I've listened to this song five or six times now, and I, I don't know why, but there's just something in it missing. I I could not tell you. I. I have tried to beat my head over this brick wall to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, this is, this is why I, this song's not clicking for me, but for whatever reason, I, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out why, but there's just something in here that's missing. I don't know if it's the melodies not quite working or if it's the, the, the vocal work, but uh, I mean, they're all competent. They're all done really well. It, it's a, good song by most standards but for whatever reason i just i don't know i'm just not in love with this song i think it's okay i don't have anything particularly negative to say about it i think it comes together really well but like i said it's just it's just not something i'm in love with and i i guess it's what i was looking for i don't know but overall it's like 90 percent there but it's yeah exactly yeah yeah precisely and it's just like ah just and I, I want it to click because I, I do like Yal but th- for whatever reason, like the song is like I, I want to like it. Like that's the best way I could describe it. I want to like it so bad, but right now it's just okay. What about you? Now,
0: I, you know, I, I I completely understand because I, I feel like that with a lot of Yao songs where it's ninety five percent there, and if you just cut out that five percent, it'll be fine. Yeah. But so I mean, personally, I understand yeah oh. what about you luna
2: i feel similar to how gray felt about yes as just just because it's like i enjoyed it i thought it was a solid song however i do feel like maybe something was a little bit missing i liked it more than kaibutsu but i still love yoda Kakedu. that's like the track i absolutely love by them however i enjoyed it and listened to it multiple times and it's just a nice, solid, typical Yaosobi know, track, but I think it's it's like in the middle for me because it's like I'm teetering on trying to find what I really liked about it between what I didn't like about it. So I guess it's that is there something missing that I just can't pinpoint pinpoint that something. But I still think Yeshi Suisa is a solid track in general. And it just, it does have a really nice melody. So I enjoyed that aspect of it too. But I don't know, I, I, I'm with Gray on that. There's just something missing because I didn't fall in love with it. But I also feel like with sobi that's also typical because I either absolutely love the track or I'm kind of teetering on that. I'm not sure how I feel about this or the, I feel like there's something missing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been on here twice for the second consecutive week because it was number 2 again last week but unfortunately because we were doing our music corner episode we weren't able to cover that with that chart this week. So it was very interesting to see it just pull ahead again at number 2. I wonder how how it's going to look like for for this next week because th- th- These two songs, Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei, was both connected to B-Stars. And I think once B-Stars airs here again in the West, I think we'll see an uptick for the single again, but I'm not too sure, but we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see the numbers fluctuate off of that. Regardless, Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei sold a lovely 42,080 points. And continuing on up (laughs) to Take a Picture by Niju, and if you can tell uh, my tone of voice, you can probably tell how I really, really enjoyed this song, but let's start with how you guys handled this first
1: uh yeah no uh take a picture is not not good to me at least i i did not like it, it it's very need you very much in that wheelhouse i think if I, I don't even know actually if you like their old stuff if you would like this it is uh something special and uh yeah i i, I don't know what more i could say it's i didn't like it, it it's very greeting uh, at times and it's it's just a generic pop idol song at the end of the day. It's like generic plus greeting equals bad. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's just not good. What about you, Lena?
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, as soon as I heard that opening, I immediately was like, oh, mm, I already know my opinion on this before I even get to the first 10 seconds of this damn song. I did not care for it, especially how it opened. I think that was the real killer for me. The chorus was tolerable. It was not good, but it was tolerable. But it was just the opening verse, just how they started Take a Picture, just made me cringe. And the thing is, is I really do want to like Nichu because I have a soft spot for the K-pop, J-pop, you know, fusion girl groups. I I have a thing for that. And I want to like need you. This did not make me like need you. This is making me go in the opposite direction. Yeah. and Like I, I actually went back and listened to make you happy to cleanse my palate. And that says something right there. And I realized I like make you happy 10 times better than take a picture.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let's just say this much. This is their third release. The third major release. Not, not in part of a album or a single or solo song release. But this is their third release. I usually give an artist three releases before I shoot them down entirely. Yeah, no, I'm shooting them down entirely. Like, this Take a Picture was so bad, in my personal opinion, that listening to the first five seconds made me great on how this song was going to be and I don't do that I don't take snap judgments of a song that fast so congratulations Niju you made me do that (laughs) you know and I can't say that they aren't popular they are popular it's at this point I think it's they're not for us and I we have to kind of admit that (laughs) not for our generation i should say
1: <laughs> yeah and I'll, I'll just agree with you ken i've been feeling that way for a while especially about Need You. i'm like at the end of the day it's like i just don't think this was meant for me i don't think i'm the target audience or demographic that they're shooting for and uh, i i just think it shows with each release i'm like and eh, I, I and it's not like i said earlier it's like you know I, I i want to like all the stuff that we cover I, I don't like it when we cover songs that i don't like because you know it, it makes it harder and i don't want to sit here and rag on a song but you know at the end of the day you know you know we want to give you our honest opinions and when you have a song like take a picture it's like i don't is there anything redeeming about it it's, it's just it's hard to no. like, like it, it's just like in our eyes no
0: probably not but yeah who knows
2: and I'm sure because, like I agree with the generation thing. I think that could be part of it too. I'm sure there's people who love it, but
0: Yeah. Ooh. And the the song is probably going to take the freaking charts again. I it already made a record for for streaming because it's it's it got streamed or played over 12 million times, which is a, a record for a female artist. And they themselves broke the previous record at step and a step so you know I. They, they blew everything else out of the water by five million listens so next week is going to be fun because it's going to be part of the 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 actual release of pop and Shake in and and take a picture and I don't know. By listening to taking a take a picture, I don't know if I'm gonna like pop and shaken as well. <laughs> it's it it really puts a Debbie Downer on that, and I really hate that.
2: <laughs> and no, I know what you mean, and I know there's a third track on that, or there there's there's probably gonna be you know there's some extra tracks on that if I'm correct. So I will say I did re listen to pop and shaken after take a picture, and it was more the sad thing is is i remember not liking pop and shaken at all yeah when uh, we first heard it and i actually kind of redeemed you know the sad thing is is it's better than take a picture and i i actually changed my opinion thinking it couldn't get any worse than pop and shaken for me because i didn't care for that but uh take a picture beat that in like five seconds
0: so i mean like i said earlier it, it just could be that we're not the target demographic anymore and that's I, we'll need someone from that younger generation to join us if we want that because i would like to hear someone from that generation hear that stuff because it will be very interesting to hear someone from that generation take on this especially how we do our show it'll be very very interesting so who know who knows but this this song is probably gonna be it played to death on all social media networks. And I'm I'm not going to hear the end of it. But. Regardless. This isn't going to be the last time we're going to see Take a Picture. Because I, I know we're going to see it next week. But. By itself. This week. Stream It sold a lovely. 53,611 points. With that. Let's continue on to the albums here. Oh boy. So there's a couple things here. We got Paradox Live. First album. Trap. Which is from the Paradox anime thing. So, there's that Spy Air with their Unite album. So, congratulations to Spy Air. So, making um, me
2: <laughs> Hayashibara, I'm so excited to see her on the charts. I love her. Yeah. I still need so, to get this.
0: I was going to say, "Did you get this?" Luna?
2: No, I didn't. I bought the Slayer's release she did last year for the anniversary, but I need to get this, because there's still first press available, and I need to buy it, because I love Megu. I have most of her studio albums, which is a ton. Yeah.
0: So she she got it with her 30th, 30th anniversary Best of Album at number 8. The book is slowly but surely coming out of form here, from Yao at number 7. One last kiss! I'm finally getting my, my vinyl, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to look at that all day, every day. So... I'm jealous. We got Who by Ikimonogakari, which is their latest album, so congratulations for them. We got Morning Musume 2021, 16th, that is J-Pop. It'll be very interesting to listen to that, but I'll take a, I'll take a if on that. And last but not least, at number one, it is Treasure. Uh, the first step, Treasure Effect by Treasure, the Korean boy group. So this is, I believe they're, Japanese debut yeah there's just Japanese debut so congratulations on that overall not too much selling well 50,000 so on both sides we'll see that next week when take a picture and shake it up and does busters. so we'll see
2: but yeah we will see
0: with that, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongakuru. You can find us on all social media platforms at Ongakuru on Twitter and Instagram. He can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at Ongakuru.com. You can also follow our affiliates, Hari Hunter. He is a variety streamer who just finished Final Fantasy seven, so and he continued on with Final Fantasy eight. He was struggling a little bit because he did not know how to junction function worked but once that gets all figured out it's broken as hell in my personal opinion but yeah you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter, k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r he also followed timber taff who is a variety streamer in of itself he was just streaming kingdom hearts the first game i really wanted him to do a level run run but he denied me of that so screw you timber and you can check them out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft, T-I-N-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also follow your sister, Rose, who is probably just going to go hardcore on Monster Hunter Rise. So you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Kitty R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out the other affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name who is going to do a speed run of Pikmin 3s pretty soon, so keep your eyes on that. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the gaming podcast that I do with Fangirl, Kyo, and Timber Cobb Hadasaurus. This past week, we talked about all the lovely things about Sony and how they are kind of messing up. They're messing up even more as of right now. Well, well, we won't get up on that, but you can check it out by looking out Corey Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Herobo, and more Bang
1: Dream. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGrey, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're curious what I'm up to, just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna?
2: You can follow me on all the social medias, such as Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxd, at Lunamaria87. Or you can follow me on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna. And you can just check out whatever I'm watching or listening to.
0: But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of UnGakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha.
2: This is Luna wishing you a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Ja Tene
1: And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye!